This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with David Richards, the former Formula One, V8 supercar, World Rally Championship, and currently the owner of the Aston Martin GT program over in Europe. I hope you'll stay with us. Tony Whitlock caught up with David Richards whilst he was at the Bathurst 12-hour. Tony Whitlock here is with David Richards. David, uh, yet another visit, a different yeah. visit for you to Bathurst. Uh, under what guise is this one? To tell the truth, that's under the guise of semi-holiday, actually. Good I've got you. my wife with me and we're heading off for Tasmania in the morning, where we've never been to before. Oh. And uh, it coincides with coming here to see the GTs and I expect us to have a team here next year anyway. So uh, oh, okay. it's just weird. We're just in a transition between cars at the moment, the new GT3 car available later this year. And um, so I thought I'd take the opportunity to come and see lots of old friends. And what model of car is what brand? It's the Aston, obviously, because we do all Astons worldwide. Yes. That'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, no, it'll be. And I imagine the jockeying starting very soon for the drivers to be putting their hands up. Ah, we'll wait and see. That's still uh, still a year off, so we won't worry about that for a while yet. And you've obviously been here to the uh, 12 hour before. Did you compete here before in 12 hour? No, no, no. We've never brought any up. We've run private teams of us running our cars and uh, uh, brought cars here at different times, GT4 cars as well. Um, We've never had a proper semi factory effort here. Well, looking at the bigger picture of world motorsport, what do you sort of think of the way things are going there? I think that I have big concerns for it at the moment, and you know, I've taken on recently the, the, the role of chairman of the governing body in the UK, and uh, I worry about uh, the grassroots level where we're having declining participation and sort of uh, younger people less interested in, in motorsport than historically was the case. And at the top end of the sport, I concern myself with the relevance of the technology that for car manufacturers and, and how that's going to impact on, on motorsport generally because I can't see the logic for many of the mainstream car manufacturers to participate in, in the, the, some of the leading categories these days and unless we make it far more relevant or find a, a way of marketing it more effectively. And, um, so we've, uh, we've got a lot of challenges and uh, I haven't got the answers yet but it's certainly, you, you know, we've got to identify the problem first and then work towards the solution. It's always interested me that things like say when ABS came into Formula 1 and you had all those other things, the electric steering and things like that, and most of those were actually making up for inadequacies on road cars for drivers Mm -hmm. and then putting those in cars meant in some ways the drivers' real talents weren't showing up Um, to me it seems at the moment that almost heading that way again where too much control of the car well, no, I think that uh, I think you've got to look at some of the sports now and you've got to think to yourself that uh, we don't, in motorsport, display the technologies that the car manufacturers are wanting to promote. We haven't got any other than Formula E. There are no effective electric formulas. Uh, some of the autonomous technology that's in road cars is doing exactly the opposite to the sport if you introduced it to the sport. So we've, um, we've got to think about it more carefully and uh, I think we've got to think of motorsport more in terms of entertainment and think about the people in the grandstands and what they want to see. Concerns me in Australia that there's a, a move towards turbocharged V6s. I think the, the people in the grandstand want to hear those great V8s, and I don't think it's. Uh, I'm not so sure that you will be attracting new manufacturers just by changing the engine formula. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, look at NASCAR. That's not changed in many years and still remains very popular in the States. As one of the uh, very first power teams from Europe who came to Australia back in the uh, 90s, yeah. um, 
You must be fascinated to see the Americans arriving in yeah. Paris here. Well, I know Roger very well, and uh, the Andretti's as well, so it's, uh, it's curious to see them. But there, I think the similarities between what they do in the States and here is fairly obvious, and I'm sure they will be... Uh, they will be concerned about a move away from V8s. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, supercars now where you see, I mean, obviously with the Nash. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Tim and Rob, uh, Rod run a great operation there now, and you know, the driver lineup's very, very strong. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, slight changes in the yeah. around. Well, uh, they've got the fourth car now as well this year, so it's. Uh, no, I think uh, I, I think they have a good season ahead of them. I'm quite sure of that. Will you be coming back to see any supercar races this year? I'm not quite sure. I'd like to, but I've got a fairly busy calendar ahead of me now with all that's going on in England. So, uh, but it's nice to come out here in, in the winter months. So, uh, uh, maybe pick Newcastle at the end of the season or something like that. It was a fantastic. Everyone event. tells me it was the it, event to go it to. It really was. I mean, it was the best new event since Townsville. Um, the way in which which is, you know, right venue, yeah. right time, right place. It was all yeah, so everyone said the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe that's uh, the weather will be quite pleasant then in the beginning, a bit miserable yeah, in England. Indeed. Um, the one other thing I was going to ask you about was rallying worldwide. Yep. Um, uh, do you have any involvement in that? Uh, we've not, not the World Championship. We run a team for uh, Volkswagen in China. We yep. run the Chinese Championship for the last couple of years. Um, we're building a car for the World Rallycross Championship at the moment for Renault, which... I think that is where it's headed a lot of it now. I think you know, rallying uh, is actually, I think, uh, on the up. I think things are getting better there now. Yep. Uh, but I still think it faces a lot of challenges. And uh, rally crosses are, are far more, uh, a far easily, more easily packaged tool for, for television and for an audience. And uh, I think you're going to see a big resurgence in rally cross, and it's already taken off in a big way. And electric rally cross will be the next round the corner. And again, it suits that perfectly. In other motor racing news, Toyota has confirmed its global motorsport plans, saying that motorsport helps develop even better road cars and have committed to the 24 Hours of Le Mans for the next two years. Their return to world rallying has been successful with a double podium at last month's Monte Carlo rally. They go to the next round in Sweden sharing the World Manufacturers Championship lead. Porsche and Michelin have announced a joint driver development program for Australian drivers. The Porsche Michelin Junior Program will see seven drivers across the Carrera Cup and GT3 Cup Challenge receive free entry and an allocation of tyres throughout the year. Supercars have announced that a pair of Twilight races at the Australian Grand Prix when they head to Albert Park on March 27 to 25. Of course, they already announced that the drivers will be racing for the Larry Perkins Trophy across the four races of the Supercars Melbourne 400. The Supercars will race on Friday and Saturday evening in five lap races that equals 132 kilometres. Compulsory pit stops for tyre and fuel. On Saturday and Sunday afternoons, they'll race 13 laps, which is a 69 kilometre sprint race, no pit stops. So a mixture of racing distances will be an interesting debut for the championship at Formula One's Melbourne Grand Prix. Brad Jones confirmed that Blackwoods will be sponsoring Nick Perkett in 2018. Blackwoods come on board 
after Nick Perkant saw a series of rolling sponsors throughout 2017. A new engineer and a new car for Fabian Coulthard. Coulthard had his shakedown run last week and was happy with the new car. His new lead engineer is Mark Fenning, taking up the role from inside the DJR Team Penske organisation. Fenning replaces Phil Keat, who had worked with Coulthard not only at Brad Jones Racing, but at the shell-backed Dick Johnson Racing team for the past two years. With new teams coming up through the ranks in supercars, last week was the shakedown run for Todd Hazelwood, who got to test one of the former Shell Fords at Queensland Raceway. Jack LeBrock is preparing for his first season in the main game with Techno Motorsport, with the team confirming that Adrian Burgess will be the manager of the team full-time moving forward through 2018. And Matt Campbell, the Porsche Super Cup star from Australia, is saying it's looking very positive that he'll be racing at Bathurst in a wild card put together by Triple Eight Race Engineering. The brand new Holden, which is being debuted this year in the main championship, will be running the V8 engine. But it looks like Campbell will get a chance to be the first to drive the V6 Turbo when the wild card confirmed later in the year. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.